You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. So what we were talking about before the show was... The before the after the show discussion... Before the show was... <laughs> me... Having have, a shit. Having some diarrhea today. And I didn't much try to gross anybody out, but it's a fact of life. And I said, that is a great topic to start a <laughs> Disney movie review with. That is not any foreshadowing whatsoever Walt, on our attitude. About- <laughs> Walt and Mickey will be proud. Real people listen to this. Real people have the same affliction. I was going to say, I was going to say, Walt and Mickey both shit, but I don't think Mickey does. It's just <laughs> like a drawing, so. right? Yes. Did he ever shit in one of his cartoons? Don't not, so. not unless it was somebody else drawing it. No. no. It wasn't that in depth of a conversation. I was just explaining that I was having a bad middle section today, and that's it, really. The other discussion we'll discuss later because it has to do with extras. But that was part of our before the after the show discussion. All right. So it is Sunday, October the twenty third. 2011. This is after the show number 195. The movie we're going to be reviewing this week is Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. This is a 2011 movie released on Blu-ray in North America on the 18th of this month. So it came out this Tuesday. It's uh, PG-13 from our friends at Disney. It doesn't have a tagline. Funnily enough, I was looking but I couldn't find one. So there isn't a tagline. Um, and you're going to give us the synopsis of this movie. I still can't quite pinpoint where it was I was educated on this point of when you say a number, like 2011, you don't say and. Now, somebody taught me that. You don't say 112, you don't say 115, you say 150. But I don't know where I got that. I'm going to have to dig deeper. Because it bugs me for a reason and I don't know why. <laughs> so. And I was taught the other way. I know. Well, or maybe not. It wasn't huh. even conscious, was it? Was no. Just taught to say numbers, and that's you it. You know what? I, I just probably, like you say, if you watch British TV, everybody says it like that. So it was just osmosis for me, probably. Because, like, if it. you have $115, you don't say, well, I have $115, do, I do you? Yeah, $115, yeah. But you don't have 100 over here and 15 over there. You don't, you but that's how I would say $115. Yeah, I, I, that sounds wrong to me, what you say. <laughs> And somebody somewhere in my life planted that in my mind. Okay. Well, I don't... Do I really have to say what this is about? It's Pirates of the Caribbean 4. I mean... It's, no 4. No, it's Jack on a different adventure uh, from what we've seen. And he's in... He... Everyone converges on the search for Ponce de Leon and the Fountain of Youth, which I need to research because Apart I know from, nothing um, about it. no Will Turner and no... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not, it, we don't give a shit about them anymore because this is just an s- adventure of pirates of the Caribbean and those people were just one the adventure. I know, well, there's, there's nothing to this. This is a new trilogy, apparently. I know, that's not how I see it, though. I'm thinking of, in terms of these characters and the, his- the people how that you we're see watching. It? I'm not thinking of it as movies. I'm thinking of it as we are... You know, participating in the adventures of these characters, all mostly centered around Jack Sparrow, obviously, because why? He is the pirate of the Caribbean. One of. I'm saying he's the one we're focused around. So as he tried, and you know that before we met him in the first movie that we ever saw, he had loads of other adventures that didn't include any of those people. And so it's only reasonable, I think, to drop off and keep going on different people, different adventures, because it's his timeline, Ron, really not. More than them in my mind, so and um, 
one-legged bloke. I dig him. Barbarossa. I dig him. I just can't help it. So, um... <laughs> it grosses me out. This is, he, this uh, is the uh, fourth Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and we're all very familiar, probably, by now, of the th- the first three. I'm sure they're on... I just don't think it... I don't know. I'm it's sure they're on cable thing. TV a lot now and uh, being rerun on Disney Channel, etc. I'm sure everybody's seen them by now. Um, I really liked them. Um, but, and I heard that this was a bad movie. Actually, that's all I heard about it. Oh, God, Pirates of the Caribbean's lost its edge. And we did see the trailer for this in 3D on the cinema. Mm. And the 3D made it look really terrible. It did. Because it, it looked like a pop-up book. Made it, it look like it looked terrible. Yeah, exactly. And I said to you, I, I don't like that 3D. I would not say... I, I definitely don't want to see that in 3D. Hence, we saw it in 2D. It looks fantastic in 2D, by the way. It, you Do we even, have to call it 2D? We just saw it, right? You wouldn't even know um, <laughs> that it was a primarily 3D. 2D to me is like paper cutouts laying on another piece of paper. What that I'm saying is that this was filmed for 3D, and yes, there are a couple of 3D scenes that you can obviously say, oh yeah, that's a 3D scene. Oh, not me. I yeah, can... there's, a, there's one part where he pokes the, the sword right out of the screen. Like it, It's obvious what he was doing and waving it around. Um, hmm. But you don't need to see it in 3D is no. what I'm saying. God, um, no. But you can if you want, because uh, it is available also in 3D. But we'll get to that later. But um, I heard this was bad, and I enjoyed it. After it had finished, I thought to myself, I think I might have enjoyed this more than the others, because there's less baggage involved with it. Hmm. Like, like I really liked the first one, but then it actually gets kind of complicated, the plot, between them. The East India Company and the, yeah, I yeah. often thought that kids might not be able to follow along, you know, because kids obviously watch this too, um, and it gets a little bit for me. I didn't particularly like the third um, Pirates trilogy one. What was the third one called? Dead Man's Chest, or was that the second one? Don't remember. The third one, I, I I thought it got a bit out of control, like a bit too big, like you know. And this one reigns it in. No, actually. Dead Man's Chest was number two. Right, this one reigns it in uh, from the massive special effecty thing what what the third one did this one had a lot less of that and I liked it more for that because it was more about Jack and less about massive things happening big sea monsters and stuff it was less of that maybe that's why people didn't like this one as much because it did rain the whole thing in it's a smaller adventure it's dark visually yeah it's darker you have to kind of go you kind of have to like sea monsters is one thing but taking a mermaid and making them into these really complex and questionable still. We, you still don't know the thing about See, uh, I like a whole movie just about them. Yeah, like, the mer- uh, there's mermaids in here and they li- as soon as those mermaids appeared and what they did with the mm-hmm. mermaid character, it, that's what... And touch on the religions that That's what made this film... Um, for me, I really love the mermaid. I was like, I want this mermaid mm-hmm. to be part of... Pirates from now on. I like, I like the character. I like the, you know, the mystery, like you say, mystery know of it. Exactly yeah, there's a question are. mark then, and the deep. What I got more from this movie than the others, even though I've like I've actually enjoyed them all, varying degrees. Of course, yeah, it's just it's the way a bit it goes. Varying, isn't it? But what I really like about this one is I'm constantly feeling it's pulling us back. Even though once they hit land and then they go on their adventure to find the fountain. It's still reminding me constantly that this is an like an at sea adventure. Yep. There's water everywhere. It's water, water, water. There's mermaids. You're on the ship, but it's not like you said with the big whirlwind thing and the other one. You're not. It's not just 
I mean, I love the Kraken. Don't get me wrong. I think that's an awesome thing I do, as well. but I think they went the, overboard. The threat of it, the first time in particular, you're just like, holy shit, it's like cobbling up the whole thing. So I dig that. But this one just gave me that sense of... And they keep reminding you. I mean, I think the writers for these keep... They keep they're keep they pointing now at the point they've dropped in there, the Catholicism versus Christianity and colonializing things and... That's the politics. It's of not the day. really a history book kind of thing. No, though. but it's but they do drop in. It's real stuff. thing yeah. that that you know is they drop that in there though, and it's not hundred percent fantasy. And you get a few lessons in, like being a good person or not being a good person. Because we got Blackbeard, who's a bit of an ass. Got the daughter who's devoted. You know all these things. I just I think it's it's actually an interesting. They're interesting because you know as the cover states, Disney is right there. The big Disney logo. And it is a Disney movie. It's made for Disney. It's, but it's interesting because it's more grown up than a lot of Disney movies. Um, sure. There's a lot of like... It's still uh, cheeky though. Yeah, but there's a lot of like sexual jokes. And sure. Where I think, you know, that's like pushing it for Disney. Because Disney are... They are squeaky clean, really. I mean, this does push that. I mean, as much as anything does what they do. Um, you know, and I think what I liked is the fact that they reined it in. Even though it's got a huge budget, they reined it in. I mean, yes, they had some action sequences, but nothing as crazy as in the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like like Jack doing the crit in those balls. Like, yeah. You know, it got crazy. And that big water wheel in the older ones. Yeah. Where it, it tried to one-up itself all the time. That was all in one, by the way. That was it was all. in the second one. Yeah, that was I mean. It's all in one movie. Yeah, I know. But then the third one also, you know, it went big, big, big. And it, it seemed to me like they were just trying to outdo themselves, make it bigger, make it bigger. But this time, they just went back to the drawing board, it seemed to me, and said... Characters are what's important. Plus, there's a, the fountain of youth interesting enough in itself, I think. Because, you know, as humans, what, you know, if you if you said to humans, what do you want? You know, some would say everlasting life, some would say everlasting youth. So, you know, some would say loads of money. We, we've already covered loads of money, the, tr- the treasure one. Um, so, it's an yeah. interesting subject. It's interesting how they get to it, and it's interesting how everybody converges, which all these movies kind of do that, right? Yeah. I mean, Everyone's yeah. Everybody's going. That's another thing of it's sort of it's not always hidden politics, but the politics of it is that there's in these in that day and age. If you go back, it's just it was it seemed like a constant, like just constant hammering away at exploring and, and discovering and acquiring and procuring lands and countries and oceans and you know piracy. I did a little research before the movie about piracy. Obviously, it's been going on since ships were ever first built by humans. Going on today, absolutely, and just that if you pick that time frame, it was just right. It was just rife, like all over the globe, and they try to put that there, and then on the and then on the top, they put all the little jokes and the little da da da, and then Jack is a bit of a you know, and you've got Keith Richards dropping in again, and then you've got but through this one. You've always thought your Jack was a cad. He's a bit of a cad with the ladies. He got punched the one time, and then he kind of flirted around with what's-her-face. Love, actually, chick. And this time you get a more... Them explaining their past. And his... Kind of dug a little deeper with how... You know, I like Yeah, because he actually... But an, not an deep old in flame a, uh, turns yeah, up in this one. But in more, more deep than just... And I like that it wasn't... It didn't drag anything down. It didn't, like... No, it wasn't stupid. It wasn't like, um, in fact, it wasn't they, gooey in or fact, they played or against that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's a scene where they turn the music off, where it's kind of romantic, and then they just turn it off like, because because that's not what it is. 
he's he's been a cad and he can't just not be, be you know, like right, swooned so. to this woman right so, and yeah and he does explain his feelings to his uh, yeah to his guy yeah it is good oh I love the ship in the bottle that's one of my favorite yeah, things I would like thing. to explore that more I think they just went more exploring the characters and that's what I've always wanted I wanted more of Jack and there's obviously more of Jack like interacting with people not Jack in antics no more of him telling you what right you know, dealing with his father talking to in his, a water wheel or in a big hole no because that's cartoonish and yeah. I've seen it he runs around he, obviously it's funny when he runs around and stuff but and he did sacrifice himself to the crack in the one time so we knew that he was willing you know he doesn't have it all bad he's not all bad but no. um, but yeah they took it more. this more character based I think ooh and Barbosa his story yeah, that there, we're finding out ugh. there is um you know, it opens with a big action sequence. He's surfing on the top of horses. It's mm. crazy. Um, it's typical what you'd expect. I liked it. It was fun. That's the thing. It's fun, isn't it? It's, um, I felt it was a little bit overused in the second one. I guess that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was like, oh, come on. Not more of this. I don't need it. I've seen Jack run on top of things. I've seen him fall over, right? This one, the, I was thinking at first, when it first started, oh no, every single, like, every scene is going to be yeah. him running from something or chasing something. Gallivanting around. But then they didn't bother with that, which was great for me. Like, because, you know, there's some special effects in this movie. Mainly, though, just like this awesome ships that they've got. Like, oh, that you was... Know, you know, that they're CG ships, obviously, but they, they're amazing looking. Absolutely. Like. So they... And I, there isn't... Well, there's the mermaids that are special effect, but it's not a special effecty kind of thing. It's more... Hidden, a lot of it. Because it's really dark. A lot of this movie is dark. Which not I like. Not a lot of daytime. To me, it seemed like there was a lot of darkness. And I like that. And people complained about that when they went to see it in 3D, because ah. uh, dark movies in 3D don't mix. Because you're wearing sunglasses and yeah. watching a dark movie at the same time. Um, so maybe it was better to watch it in 2D for that respect. Um, well, I think, anyway... Yeah, and um, if you think about uh, sorry the first one, I think of lots of daylight. You get the bright white and red uniforms of the Commodore, and the there's lots of day through the whole thing. It's lots of daylight. It gets dark of, when it gets to the, you uh, know. But even then, it's not dark. Even when they're in the cave, it's not super dark. There's the chefs of. I mean, I'm I'm saying visually, Shut. this has really got a lot of darkness. Yeah, and it's intentional because it's a nighttime and it's in the jungle and you know. I thought it was super colourful too. There's all these like jungle scenes uh, where um, he seems more colourful. Like they've done him up more. Color- I don't know. He's he's got like more colour on him. Um, she is like a female version of him, kind of. Um, she's not that colourful. She has brown clothes, maybe some- a little bit of blue and maroon, but um, lots of brown. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think this one was. When you're saying this, think this one was dark. I. All I remember of it is, like, awesome, like, forests and uh, green and stuff, you know? I think of lots of night and dark and in the water and, you know. I mean, the mermaid bit was in the water, but he put the big spotlight on, which they explained, which was interesting. Mm -hmm. Because he needed lots of light. No, mermaids are drawn to man-made light. I mean, about the light, yeah. Um, But, um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I I don't know how many more Pirates of the Caribbean we need, (laughs) to be honest. Obviously, there's another one, at least, at least another one, and I've heard rumors that they're doing because it's cheaper these days to make two, and they did that with two and three. That there's going to be another two 
right, they're going to do them at the same time. Rob Marshall's doing them. Um, Rumor or you know this for a fact? It's definitely um, green-lighted. I mean, it's it's rumour that they're going to do two, but mm. there's definitely another one. Right, right. And this movie sets up another one, kind of. I mean, yeah. it doesn't, because it's not specific, like to say... Like at the end of the second one where it goes, look, this is what we're going to go and do. Yeah. This doesn't really have a, this is what we're going to go and do. But there are, you can see things, can't you? Sure. And I love those ships in a bottle. Because oh, yeah. ships I in a bottle to see is like that a, happen. We have to explain. Ship, ships in a bottle is a... Um, Excuse me. I apologize. Ships in a bottle is a pirate thing. Um, you know, obviously, like, a, it was a hobby for lots of to make these little pirate ships out of paper and put them into a bottle and then have them on display, right? Was it? Yeah. They made pirates. Them out, not pirates, but like uh, that era and naval. Okay. Um, they would make these like origami-style um, ships that folded up into a long... And then when you push them into a bottle, they expand themselves. It's really an amazing like art. But anyway, there's ships in a bottle here, which are real ships in a bottle. That have been sunk um, by Blackbeard. And shrunken. So like, but I wanted to see that happen. They I never showed to, that happen. I wanted to see, not that happen. I wanted to see one Come reform. Up. Like right. I wanted to see them smash one down on the ground and then a whole ship appears. But uh, never happened, did it? I, I was like waiting on, for yeah. that moment, and there was a prime opportunity for that moment at the end, right? But I also could see a prime opportunity for the opening of the next sure. movie to have that cool scene. Um, but yeah, that was one of the things I loved. Mermaids are probably the best thing about the movie. I think. Um, there was a bit of janky CGI there, let's be honest. It wasn't perfect. I really liked it. I'm not saying I didn't like it, I'm saying it wasn't perfect. I have nothing bad to say about it. I, I didn't, didn't say it was bad, I'm saying it's not perfect. It was a bit to me, wobbly at times, and other than that, I loved the vibe of it. I didn't see any bad CGI in there. All right, I just felt like it was a little bit ragdolly sometimes. But you've never seen a mermaid. <laughs> True. Apart from in Splash. <laughs> And that, that, was exactly. pretty, that was pretty good. She was good. She was perfect. <laughs> um, so let's look at the cast of this movie. Johnny Depp, re- you know, returning as Jack Sparrow. Pretty much the same as in all the others. If you like the character, you'll love it. If you hate him, you won't, won't do it. You'll be watching it, yeah. No. Um, like, he's, like we say, though, he's got more dialogue, I feel, in this one. There's more explanation of him. Like, he has to... I mean, he's famous for weaseling his way out of things, and there's a lot of yeah. that in here. He does that quite a bit. Uh, Penelope Cruz plays Angelica Teach, who's his old flame. Um, She's good. I didn't mind at all. I didn't know, because I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm neutral, but I liked her. You didn't know? What I would think of her, because I've never I thought really... I she, she seemed the right actress for Absolutely. that job. Yeah. I mean... It was no... It was equal, 100%. And she was more grounded... To me, than anybody else, she was more realistic with the way she did her lines. And, I don't know. I like. I mean, her and, and you know, she's the girl from Seville, and she's Penelope Cruz. So, like, it. You know, he then you even just him saying, "I met this girl in Seville." You know that he's been everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. so it even opens up his character more when you when you just go, yeah. "Oh, he was in Seville, and he met this girl, and it was a whole period of his life that." We could explore in another movie. That's what I'm to. saying. Like, we can't keep ourselves chained to the Commodore and to no. Legolos and <laughs> Love Actually Woman. <laughs> I can't think of any other names. That would be... Will and... Will Turner. Will Turner. And, and what, what was she called? Guinevere or something? No, I don't remember. <gasps> See? But we can't keep ourselves there. Kira Knightley. He's been 
everywhere, so we have to kind of go with that, I think. Ian McShane plays Blackbeard. Um, Dead, have, Deadwood's I, Ian McShane. Davy Jones still captures me for the bad guy. I can't help but he's more compelling. He's more I liked Ian menacing. McShane in this. I, I, I really himself. liked his reveal. It was quite menacing, his reveal, when he, when he just walked yeah, out. Yeah, that was menacing. Yeah. And then the worst thing he did with the fire was horrible. But other than that, I liked other what than he could just do. knowing that he's an asshole. I mean, he truly is. Yeah. Because at one point we learned that for sure, his self-absorbedness. But yeah, well, this knife with this... He's got some cool tricks, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeffrey Rush returns as Barbosa. Um... I just I'm ca- I told you he he commands me when it's I'm actually really him. fun what they've done with his character like like how his character is over the, if you watch his progress over the four movies yeah because he's been dead and yeah. brought back to life he's and he his motivations are <laughs> pure pure yeah he has no there's no muddling him up he's one one goal at a time and yeah. he's willing to do anything to get what he wants and I just when he's telling that story. I actually had, like, chills almost just thinking. They've made this character, and the way he says everything, I am 100% convinced. And that really adds something And in this one, me. he's literally, like, a sidekick to Johnny Depp. And there's, like, scenes where he... They work together. I disagree about the sidekick thing completely. No, I'm just saying in these scenes. There's scenes where he plays a sidekick to Johnny Depp. And they... They have to get these chalices at one point, and it's like a. Why do you think of him as a sidekick? Like the. I think of he, I think he's more of a pivotal, more of a leading character than Johnny. Than, All right, uh, let's Jackson. not say. I'm sidekick. not saying that. I'm asking you why. No. I'm not telling you. I'm asking. I'm just saying Johnny Depp's the star do... of the movie. He's on the box, right? Oh, I don't care. I'm I'm in the story, man. And when I'm in the story, Barbosa is much more of a solid. Well, oh, I yeah. guess I guess I'm wouldn't it wrong then. There's there's no, there's, there's a scene why. where I just want to know why you think that. Not where they have what to do say. a certain thing, and uh, he is the sidekick to him. To I mean, Johnny Depp has to do this thing, and he's the guy who like uses diversion, uses you know. Oh, I just disagree completely. I see it the opposite. That's a surprise. <laughs> But, um, I totally disagree. I like what they. I like how they've done that with the. You character. still didn't explain why you think of him as a sidekick, but that's. Fine. I guess I said. I guess sidekick's the wrong word. Then. No, I'm just. Why does it think? Why do you think of it that way? That's all. No, I'm I'm, I think it's the wrong word. Uh, maybe I think partner. Yeah, it's totally different than side. Sidekick's like throwaway. Like no, you're just there sidekick's little... not throwaway. Sidekick's Robin to Batman. Yeah, and Batman will be fine without Robin. Uh, but you can't have them. On their own. Obviously you can. We've had Batman without a Robin. Robin's always in Batman. He wasn't in Batman. This one. Which one's that? The I'm I own, the only Batman that exists <laughs> for me is Christopher Nolan's Batman and the nineteen sixties Batman. No, the Dark Knight? Yeah, it's Christopher Nolan's Batman. There was no Robin. No, there was no Robin. I was I was just saying there's no Robin in that one. I know. Well, and Batman's saying, fine without Robin. What I'm saying is <laughs> they don't nineteen sixties Batman. Robin's always in it, right? It's yeah. like they're together, a sidekick. That's what I call a sidekick. Right, because Bat- because Robin is disposable. No, he's not. He totally is not. <laughs> In fact, Batman can't do half the shit he's got to do without Robin. 
And in the Dark Knight, there is no Robin. And that's what I call. And he's fine. And that's what I call a sidekick. And that's why I'm. I just think it's dismissive to call Barbosa. I'm just. See, if you think that sidekick means like disposable, yeah, and I don't. I think sidekick means very important, like yeah, but you're so secondary to the leading guy. And I think Barbosa in most of this is the leading guy, and Jack is just. First of all, Jack's way younger than Barbosa. Barbosa's been probably around, has more probably adventures than Jack has ever even dreamed of. And I just think of, I mean, it's just a. Yeah, I don't see it. <laughs> so, um. He's not a sidekick, that's all I'm saying. And I think he is. Je- Jeffrey Rush, uh, but yeah, we've done that one. He's not a sidekick. Keith Richards plays Captain Teague. He's in it at the beginning. It's awesome that he Two won't seconds. do it again, though. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done it twice now. And he said he's not going to do it again. So that's the last we see of Captain Jack's dad, unfortunately, unless somebody else plays him. Mm-hmm. Or unless we have a prequel and he's younger or whatever, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they will do a prequel uh, where Captain Jack is not Johnny Depp. Mm. A young... Cause I, don't think, I think by the time we get there, we can drop it. No, I'd really like to see... Because, you know, Captain Jack, there's a lot that comes with him, right? Mm. So, what was he like when he... Before he became the colourful character? How did that... You know, yeah. that's what I'd like to see. And it doesn't have to be Captain Jack, obviously. It doesn't have to be Johnny Depp, does it? It can no. be a young actor. Um, I'd like to see that. Even if it was just... Even if it was just a portion of the next one. Mm. Like a flashback, or but a decent one. Yeah, yeah. Like a 20-minute one. How about like, a graphic novel or something? No, I'd like to see it acted <laughs> right. out properly. Um, maybe, no, not a graphic novel, because it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all the people I put down. Yes, there are a lot of people. A lot of British actors in here. Uh, I saw the guy from yeah. Alfie, the same pet. I saw... Yeah. Um, not everybody. Who was though. the religious guy? I, he, I just didn't... Which one? The religious guy. Yeah, I don't know, actually. There's a lot of English actors in there. Um, side actors, but they're the main. And the people. main mermaid lady, she was really good. She I was, liked yeah. her. She was really, really compelling. Um, uh, directed by Rob Marshall, who you will know from directing very different movies to this. This is his first. What would you call this action summer movie? Uh, he did Chicago and Nine, which is another both musicals. Funnily enough, um, I think he did a good job. Vargabinsky did the other ones. Um, Yes, this does feel a bit different, but mm-hmm. I don't think it visually feels different. I think I do because I felt like it was really mostly dark. I I think if you watch it again, just thinking, I of didn't it, have an issue with that. Though. I'm not saying it's an issue. I'm saying it's visually not the bright daylit thing. There's lots of dark. Right, but the story called for dark. I'm not saying it didn't. I'm saying you're saying the directing is different. No, it's visually, not different. I think the focal lengths are all the same. I think the they did a lot. The crane shots were all, you know, it's yeah. the same kind of direction. Like it, Do you think it matters who's directing, really, at this point? Um, probably not, no. I don't think it does. I think what matters is who writes it. And, and whether, produces it. And whether the special effects and all that kind of stuff are on point, like, proper. You know, like, if if they started cheapening out on stuff, I don't think it'd be good. Because this is really detailed. Um, the first scene, which is literally the first, what, 20 minutes... Yeah, 20 minutes, actually, in London, which takes place in London, where you meet Captain Jack. That's a really awesome London set. Yeah, yeah. What they made. Like a old, you know, um, muddy streets, horse and carriages. People everywhere. Palace. That was awesome. I was looking at it thinking, is that all that CG or is that... Have they only got, like, you know... There was a lot of CG because we saw the one... I saw as you were going through the extras on the thing, that little thing we'll talk about, but... 
I saw him on top of those carriages, yeah, and green, everything yeah. was green all the way around him. So, but it the how it looked in the movie was like I was like, wow, this seems like expansive. Like they've made this huge. I'm sure they haven't, but yeah, they don't. It was good trickery then, you know. And this movie cost two hundred and fifty million dollars to make, and I said to you, that's more than the others cost. But this one doesn't. It's not as elaborate, you know. There's no mm-hmm. Kraken coming out of the sea. It's, it's not. It's definitely not as elaborate in a CG way. But then I don't think that's. I think that's where that's most great. of the money goes normally. So, Lots of scope to this one. Though. So here, um, all I can think is um, actors requested more money at this point. Maybe. Oh no, I think it's mostly in the CGI and stuff. But there's way less. I think it's loads. I think it's everywhere you look. Yeah, but I think it's everywhere you look in the others, too. In the carriage, it's all green screen around. But it's everywhere you look in the others. Oh, yeah, there was a um, uh, small cameo in the... the, Well, Mm -hmm. I won't say who it is, but there's a tiny small cameo. It's not a cameo when they don't play themselves, but I'm just correcting you once again. (laughs) It's just a part. (laughs) A cameo is when someone comes on as themselves. And she wasn't being herself. Um... What's it called then? Mm-hmm. No, it's got a special name. <laughs> we'll look at it. Yeah, it is a cameo. They call it a cameo, right? Cameos when they're themselves. Oh. You know? So you have to be, if Mike Tyson was in this movie as Mike Tyson, that would be a cameo. Back. Yeah. If you're just in it for like that, you know. Right, so this is a war compart, is that what they call it? Maybe, yeah. It's literally like... One line of dialogue yeah. and what fifteen seconds on the in the eye of the camera. If <laughs> I yeah. bet, yeah. But it's pretty awesome that somebody of that. Did you like what? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> next time, I'm thinking next time. And that person is very good friends with Mr. Johnny Depp. See, I think that will be. Yeah. Because he. Um... But they're very good friends Remember? with each other. It might just have been a favor, you know. Uh, might have just been like, I can you be it's... in the movie for like? I think it's a teaser. Fifteen seconds. Um, because so, he said something to her as well. Yeah. So D- DVD extras. Now this is a bit controversial for me. They're here. So there are three versions of this movie on Blu-ray. There's a ultra deluxe 3D box set that costs forty dollars. You don't mean the movie's different? Three skews product line product skews. Like the movie's the same on each one. Yes. Not different endings no. or anything. Okay. Okay. No. No. Okay. When, when is that ever? We happened? said versions of the movie. So that's oh, three versions of the Blu-ray, I said. Okay. So, there's the uh, $40 3D version. There's the... I don't know how much they are. This, they, they, that, one that's, that one that I just said is $40 is probably $30 if you go on Amazon. It's supposed to be $40. There's this one that we looked at, which is the Blu-ray and DVD combo pack. And then there's another one, which is a... DVD and Blu-ray combo pack in a DVD box instead of a Blu-ray box. So, so that one's identical to this one. You just get a different box. And then there's a set with all four movies in for $140. So, the extras to this um, Blu-ray are on a separate disc that is only contained in the $40 3D set. So, in the set that we got, there are some extras, but they're not all of them. And the main documentary that's 75 minutes is only on that Blu-ray 3D set. That's a disturbing trend for me. Absolutely. Because we we don't want the 3D version, okay? We're, like, I just want the normal version, like I have with every other Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And in the past, all the three that I bought before had a separate disc full of extras. 
But now, because I don't buy the 3D version, I get penalised in some way. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't, do not agree with that practice. I'm right? just doing the math here. They spent $250 million, right? Now, they're going to do math five years ahead of time and figure out how much we're going to make at the box office. And they may or may not hit their target at what? How much did it make? Three, more four hundred million. Yeah, yeah. Then, but then you know you got to balance in all that, but the math of all that. But if you're selling, then by the time you get the DVDs, if you've made all your money, why do you charge so much? And if you haven't made all your money, charging thirty dollars is not going to make back your two hundred and fifty million. So I don't get it. I just occurred to me like people say, oh, movies make their money on DVDs now, but. If you spent two hundred and fifty million, and let's say you made two hundred and fifty yeah. at the box office, there. Either way, why it's, do you charge so much? You know much? when they say like movies make the money on Blu-ray. Yeah, but well, yeah. Avatar didn't even need to have a Blu-ray, did absolutely it? at all. So it was all gravy from there on. Like, I mean, I can see if you have this little tiny movie that didn't didn't even go to many theaters. Well, there's one Red sell, State, Kevin and Smith. And if you sell uh, ten thousand, this is a prime DVDs. example. Red State by Kevin Smith. It went in. Five theatres, nobody see it, saw it. He has got fans, goes out on Blu-ray. He'd probably make a lot of money out of the Blu-ray, right? Cause well, he made all his money already from all but this there, tour. Now, then he makes... I mean, yes, he made all his money, but then he makes profit to live on and to fund something else or whatever. You know, it, There's a prime example of making some money off the Blu-ray. Here, it's just all... But, yeah, penalising... Why is it so much? Penalising the, um, the buyer, like... Yes, we got some extras, but... Penalizing us because we don't have a 3D TV and that we're not willing to buy a DVD for 3D because we don't need it, just for the extras. Yeah, well, yes, you could say, well, you just buy the 3D version and pay $10 more. Well, pay $10 more for extras that I used to get. Yeah, absolutely. Like, all of a sudden now there's a tax on me having extras. Like, like I have this version with very few extras, but if I want... Not to mention there's a tax on me for owning a 3D TV. Why do I have to pay more? For my disc. It is ridiculous. It is absolutely. But you know what? We can piss and moan and bitch and complain, but because everyone keeps buying them, it will never change. It won't change because it, the studios, etc., establish it, and then that's what happens. That's what goes forward. They're, the, they're in control, right? You're not in control. Well, yeah, you are, actually. If you'd stop buying the stuff... But then it's not going to happen, is it? I know, but you're saying we're not... Out, we're, it's yeah, a luxury. tell little Johnny he's not having Pirates it's, of the Caribbean. Of course you can. Absolutely you can. It's a luxury item. It's not food. I do really water. like the slipcover on this Blu-ray. I've I'm just heard. saying, we can by not buying things. But people will bitch and moan and then go, well, we got to have it for the kids. And yes, it's a two, it's a combo pack, what we've got here. And it's got a lovely slipcase with like holographic print on it and stuff, which I think is awesome. But... That's what you're paying for. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm not used to this. Because I, I literally went to the menu after the movie, which we always do to watch the extras, and I'm thinking, there'd be some good stuff on here, because there always is, right? They always do a... And it's just not there. It's just this... Let's say what there is. That's what we're up to, right? There's I can this, tell you, I remember bloopers. Disney's second screen is the first one. Oh, yeah. Which is another annoying trend. So And it does work, but it's so convoluted and annoying to do, I'm not going to do it, right? So... In the past, before iPads, etc., we had this thing called the screen in front of your face that you watch <laughs> the movie on, and the extras, if they did a picture-in-picture, picture, appeared on the screen. And then we could watch them and listen to them and find out how the movie was made. Now, they want us to have either A, an iPad in our lap, 
very specifically iPad also, or B, a laptop sat in our lap. Now, how this technology works is it syncs up with the movie and then you see concept drawings, videos, etc. on the second screen. This also assumes, right, that you have a wireless network in your house or some other network in your house so that you can sit on with your lap. A Blu-ray player that's connected to that network and a PC that's also connected to the same network with the same IPs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Technical stuff that a lot of people would have no idea what you were talking about. So... And they've paid for it, and they can't use it. Right. You've bought the... And that's what I was getting at. I came upstairs, and within five minutes, I got it working. Uh, It wasn't really... But you were already out of it. Like, when we're downstairs to watch our movie and extras, you're there, you're comfortable, the movie's over, we're still settled in, we want to just watch the extras. But you had to come up here... I just don't get the point. Even if I have got an iPad, which I don't, I have a touchpad... Similar thing, but obviously it doesn't work on mine. Same as digital copies never work on your Zoom. Just, yeah. you've got to have the mainstream thing, right? Um, and even if I did have an iPad, and I have to, I've got a massive big 100-inch plus screen downstairs, I'm going to sit in front of that 100-inch screen, which is playing the movie, and look at a diddly little iPad with some stuff on it. I don't get it at all. I don't, I don't. Plus, you can't. Even if you're watching... I can't that. watch two things at once. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm going to like hold it up in yeah, front of my face and try and look at them both at Maybe once. Maybe we're just old school, but... Oh, you know what you could do? You could go up to the screen, yeah. sell take your iPad in the bottom <laughs> car, then it'd just be like the old times. Yeah, but this, with the yeah, picture in picture. Even how big your TV is. Yeah. Um, but... <sighs> Too many boardroom fucking discussions about yeah. how to exploit modern technology. Yes. People, we're movie lovers. We like extras. Just get off your... Get your heads out of your asses. And when it comes down to making the disc, shove all the extras on there, charge us a reasonable price, and we will buy it. And I liked... That's it. It's very simple. I liked Picture in Picture when it came out. It was a novel thing. It was a good way of presenting... And they refined it and it got better. And you could zoom the picture into the full screen and have the movie in the small car. Perfect. Now we we don't have that anymore. Like, we have to have a separate device to do that. Well, there's some movies, but still. Um, It's it's becoming more prevalent. I've seen it on... It isn't successful for people like us who are willing to buy... We buy technology. Absolutely. Lots of it. But there are things that don't need to be, like, expanded upon. In my experience of watching if it's a movie and extras it doesn't need to involve any other technology no. at all well this fact. disc is as it's telling us now Pirates of the Caribbean being the first one is you no longer get extras with your standard copy you need to buy the 3D version for those extras and a 3D TV and an iPad yeah but what <laughs> or not or you don't have to you can just buy the 3D version of the movie and have a disc that's completely useless to you but you can watch the extras right you just pay more that's what they're telling us. Okay. They're telling us forty dollars is where it's at if you want the extras now, not thirty like it used to be. Forty. It's the forty dollars for a fucking movie. Well, video games is also doing the same. That's infuriating. Video games is also going along this same route. It's a way of charging more with this DLC thing now. Like, I can't tell you the amount of video games I have bought recently that when you open the package. There's a flyer on the inside that says, Go to Xbox Live now. Pay twenty nine ninety nine for the downloadable content season pass. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I just paid $60 for this game. What's this all about? And you look and it says, for $30 more, you'll get the next three content packs, which will come out over the next nine months. And you're like, well, 
I didn't used to have to do that. It used to just be in the game, right? Now you, I bought the game for sixty dollars, and you're literally the second I open it, telling me to pay another thirty. Now that's what's happening all over the place with this DLC and Blu-rays seem no different. So, extras included on this Blu-ray DVD version are <laughs> that second screen thing, which is fine if you get it to, you know, if you. It's I, not fine. It's annoying. I imagine if you've got an iPad, it's very simple to use. I wouldn't use it the first time I watched the movie. Watch it, the, the, use it the next time. Yeah, but even then, I don't want to sit on my computer and look at the extras No, later. I mean on an iPad. I don't care. I don't want to sit with the la- thing in my lap looking at it. Yeah. Exactly. I want the extras to be part of watching the movie. I don't want to separate myself at all. I don't, but if they want to do that, then they need to give us both choices. Like, yes. Say, they need to say, do you have an iPad? And you say yes or no. And then they say, if you say yes, it does it on the iPad. And if you say no, it just does it like it used to. But there's just no like it used to anymore. It's just all on the iPad. Because somebody between Apple and Disney said, let's get some money changing yeah. hands here because then all the kids will say to the mums, there's extras on this disc I can't watch unless I have an iPad, mum. Get me an iPad, etc. Right? <laughs> Make it sound like all parents are just idiots, like money machines for their children. They're not. Parents do buy expensive Some do, kids, yes. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Oh, so you're saying Disney is exploiting that. Mm, what is... Shock. <laughs> What do you think? Big <laughs> Why do you think when you come out of a ride in Disneyland, you're in a shop? It's not, no, it's not. It really makes them seem like evil <laughs> motherfuckers, doesn't it? Really? And yet, we're all hooked. You watch the Disney Channel and the commercials are just toys oh and toys God. and toys. Right? Try to watch... Okay, this is on the same kick. Uh, I watched AMC this last week, like watching their gore fest and stuff for Halloween coming up. Every commercial break... Is Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, Walking Dead. I mean, it was like this have to sell their own show. incestuous thing where, like, you're. I'm already watching your channel. Yeah. I'm here. I'm watching the Gore Fest. I'm watching Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, for God's sake. I'm going to hang around this week, and I'm going to watch The Walking Dead. You don't need to tell me every 15 minutes. It's just like, and it's really true about the repetitiveness of, it's insidious. Because it gets in you, and you see the same trailer over and over and over, and you hear the same words over and over and over. That's how it works. So, uh, other extras on here are audio commentary with director Rob Marshall and executive producer John DeLuca. So you do get the audio commentary. Are you going to listen to that, probably? Which is really nice of them. But you just don't get all the other stuff. Um, Plus you get Lego animated shorts, Captain Jack's Brick Tales... If you think that sounds cool and your kids are going to love it, they're essentially commercials for Lego, commercial, yeah. for Lego, the game, Lego Pirates of the Caribbean. A bunch of them. They're all right for very young kids, I think, would like them. Uh, and then there's bloopers of the Caribbean, which is a blooper reel that lasts about five minutes. And that's it on this disc. I was really disappointed because I always like to see extras on Pirates of the Caribbean. And in the past, Disney have gone all out. They even had little games yep. that you could play, like the Pirates. Uh, you know, it was pretty good the way they did it. But I'm assuming they did go all out this time, but only on the $40 version, which is a separate disc. So, um, we can only comment on what we saw. That's true. So, um, in conclusion, um, I really liked the movie. Um, and the i got to say, the audio and visual is really good on this movie. And the, the audio especially. Awesome, like, surround sound. The mu- I've said to you that Hans Zimmer does the score for um, Paris of the Caribbean. It's really 
awesome in this movie. Now, what's, what are you talking about? The dun 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 That's the thing that you think is so... See, when I'm watching, I feel like it's a bit heavy-handed at times. I don't want the constant dramatic music every time the sword falls, because then I'm watching really close... I mean, it's, it's arguably literally when there's an action scene, that music brings brings it all to life for me. I mean, right, but when it's constant, the effect goes away for me. I want it to always be peaks and valleys of music, not the constant. It works in this kind of movie because this kind of movie is literally a fun. There isn't really. It's not really as. I mean, yes, there are some serious themes, but it's kind of light-hearted most of the time, just because of what it is. I think at the heart of it, you've got the religious man story, which actually, when you think about it, it's a pretty It pretty is. There are things to think about, but they put it in this fun package, yeah, yeah. don't they? Which is what Disney do, right? With everything. You can think of Pixar I, stuff. And- they, yes, they bring us lots of well... Um, what do you say? Presented ideas and fantasies and whatnot. Wrapped in a bundle know. of fun. <laughs> wrapped in a corporate we want to suck the money out of you yeah. <laughs> so I guess you have to take the bad with the good right yep I mean I'm I'm a big fan I don't fan. want them to stop no but I'm, I'm a big fan of Disney I want and them Pixar to rethink. And, and everything they do pretty much um but yes I they mean are. you've made your bed as a big humongous corporation uh money wise economically it's not my job to go to my job every week and every day and then hand over to you tons of money. It's your job just to make entertainment and make it work without having to charge I mean, me lots and we of can't, money. Disney are not just guilty of this. All absolutely. company, all absolutely. movie companies, all game companies, a- absolutely, all entertainment companies, everything, movie tickets, the whole lot, all guilty of trying to milk us for more money every single time. Oh, movie tickets—they cost uh, five dollars. Oh, three D movies. We have to give them a pair of glasses. Let's make them cost ten dollars. It's like, ah, no, why? And I to. understand because it's a everything can be free. I don't want things to be free. no, but it's, al- it it's always too much. Because you, you think to yourself, a dollar more for the glasses to go and see. Here's what I think: Tron going to a movie should never be more expensive than a gallon of milk. If you have to feed your children or your family, your entertainment should never cost more than it does to. And a Take gallon of milk costs four dollars. Like three bucks. Three to four bucks. Right. So a movie ticket should I mean, cost. who's decided that the value of entertainment is more than the value of staying alive? And that's a problem, I think. Somebody did decide that. Because a movie ticket in LA, etc. is $15 now. $20 for a 3D movie. Right? So a family of five going out to watch a 3D movie. Cars 2 in 3D, for instance. A lot of money. And food, and guess, well. and then when they turn and go, hey, you could spend a hundred bucks to come to the theater, or you can just pay thirty dollars for the DVD. Or forty if you want the three. See how cheap we're letting you yeah. have it. I mean, it's like they're evil. <laughs> These people in their little, I don't know. It's just, anyway, this uh, turned into the um, the economics. Anti corporate. <laughs> so yeah, forget about that. Um, the, I like this movie a lot. I think yes. it fits in well with the rest of the pirates. If you want to watch them all, I think it's fun. I, I did get more enjoyment out of it than the last one. I know that for a fact. And I don't know why. I was watching it thinking, this is really fun. I'm always smiling. It's just yeah. fun. It's really light. Even though it does touch on some deep themes and stuff. It's pretty light like to watch. It's not 
It just doesn't have the Davy Jones thing. That was one of my favorite things. So if you could make the bad guy just a little more something, I don't know. So um, thanks to the evil corporation Disney for the Blu-ray disc. We're not the first. (laughs) Keep being evil if that gets us good entertainment, but crank down the evil a little bit. Uh, And if you want to win something on a contest that will cost you nothing. For uh, shipping. Don't lie. Just to come to uh, aschoolie.com and you have the to pay con- the shipping contest. for the DVD that you win. And um, next week's Blu-ray review will be Green Lantern on Blu-ray, which um, I'm really looking forward to. I like any. I like a superhero movie, and uh, it's one of the big ones for this year. But you hate that guy. Who? The guy who plays the main guy. Um, I don't hate him. I just always used to think he was like a cheap knockoff of Jason Lee back in the day. When did but, that change? Well, I've not really seen him in anything. Yeah, I'm saying nothing changed your mind. No, nothing changed my mind. I'm trying to think if something did change my mind. Did I see him in anything good? Probably. No, he's been in a lot of, like, romantic comedies and shit, hasn't he? So I don't know. But anyway, Green Lantern, um, DC Comics, uh, and then we've also got Captain America coming up. So that'll be the last of the... uh, We'll have seen all the superhero movies for and this Cars year. Cars 2, so we've got another Disney coming around the corner. We'll have seen all the superhero movies for this year then. I don't think we missed any of them. Thor, we need to see. And that's it. We're done with those. All right, so um, movie tagline fun. What is this? Movie tagline fun is a game that we play where one of us picks a tagline and the other one has to guess the movie. And if you want to play What's along... What's a tagline? What's a tagline? A tagline is... Kind of like uh, the movie industry's one line says it all. Correct. One line teaser, one line sums it up, or one line just makes you go, huh? What? What is that? Yeah, that's nothing to do with the movie. Uh, That's all tagline is. All right, so it's your turn to give me a tagline. Correct. And it is. If you don't want, if you want to play along, then you have to pause after I say this. Don't look at it. I've got to read it to you. The longer you wait, the harder it gets. The longer you wait, the harder Sounds it gets. Sounds like a comedy. Is it a comedy? Yes. Is it a sex comedy? <laughs> what does that mean? Like like Arthur or Ten. Not Arthur, Ten or... Um, every- I don't even know what a sex comedy is. Just, I'm sorry. Just um, American Pie. Something that has sexual... Porkies... Animal House, Bachelor Party. Is it one of those type of comedies? I don't... I did don't I just say the, did I just say the name of No, it? you did not. Huh. No, I, I don't... Oh, I don't know, because I don't see it that way at all. So, I don't know. Is it recent? Mm, a few years. And I've seen it. Correct. And I have seen it. Is it The 40-Year-Old Virgin? God! Sometimes I love you less than I loved you before. Is it? <laughs> yes! I'm good. Should we just quit this game and call me the winner? No, absolutely not. No, I think I. I don't know how many I got right, but I think I'm the winner. Four, so far. I've got two, and you've got four. So it's not like that. There's not that. No, we're not quitting just because you're a couple ahead of me. (laughs) All right, movie recommendations for this week. I don't love you less, by the way. I am going with. I love you more because you're so smart. Uh, on the on the subject of like big summer blockbuster trilogy style, you know, huge se- series, I went with some of my favorite huge series for my recommendations this week. That being Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Shocker, and Jurassic Park. Um, 
all, all of Jurassic Parks? Um, that third one, I've only seen it once. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't that fond of it. I think if you revisited even number two, you might still... I do like the re- second one. Really? Mm, I do. I think the second one had some good... I think it added to the first one nicely. Hmm. First one is the best one. But you know what I wanted from it? And I never got it from Jurassic Park. And maybe Jurassic Park 4 will fulfill my wishes because it is coming soon. And Spielberg's doing it. But an actual fully functional Jurassic Park with customers. Oh, yeah, I like it so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like open for business. Not like a preview version. Like the, like the one where we... Jurassic Park... I then wanted to turn into any other amusement park terrorizing people. Yeah, but that's what I always wanted. You know, when the, on the first Jurassic Park, I was like... Okay, we're a special group of people going into experiencing it. Experience it before the public do. And they go and then all oh, shit, it's the fun, right? I, I always thought... Then number two went to a different city and number three was yeah. completely abandoned. Yeah. It was Which always... was cool, though. I like abandoned things. Yeah, but I've, because we've had abandoned a lot, yeah, I okay. would like a fully functional new one that he... he Where you see like. people uh, wondering at the yeah. actual things and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. With lots of people... Um, and then, in danger. And then let them all die. <laughs> Horribly. <laughs> I thought that's where you are going with that. Yeah. Sorry, I have to stand. That would be a good Jurassic Park movie, though. I mean, Everyone dies. <laughs> I just mean, like, lots of people to eat. Like, not just a few. Lots of them. And you want it to be gory and horrible? Yeah. Oh, nice. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen, not but... All right, so what have you got? My recommendations are... And because I watched uh, Larry King Presents Johnny Depp last night and it's just where he's interviewing him and then reminded me of Edward Scissorhands which I probably have only seen once ever and I remember being just like this and you can't see me but what am I doing like looking gormless yeah I just my mouth I think was just I was just in amazement <laughs> yeah. at it I don't remember you were like my eyes were wide open the whole movie and I was just like this is awesome this is so awesome so I would like to have that again. I don't know that I would if I watched it again, but I think I need to revisit it. You would. I've seen it. It's I've, I've only it's seen a... it once. Yeah. I, but I've seen it 30 times. Oh, I know. I've only seen it the one time. And then uh, my other ones are, and this is a first for me, but I'm going to recommend last week's movie, Tree of Life, because as I was describing it to some people this week, it just hit me more and more. Did you get anybody to see it? Uh, no, because my... Me recommending it doesn't mean everyone should see it. It means very specific. Did anybody sound interested? If a thousand people hear me recommend it, and two people watch it, one of them's going to hate it. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? So, it no, no one had seen it. Uh, one guy at work had heard, heard about it and was, eh, you know. And people hear Brad Pitt and they go, eh. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm not being funny or weird here, and I'm not being all starstruck. I'm saying Brad Pitt, Leonardo DiCaprio, I've said it before, two of the biggest... I would, think, I would think Brad of Pitt our is the biggest... Not just a, a box office apart from, person. No, not just box quality. office. Quality. I mean, in terms of... Tom Cruise is also in there. Sure, sure. Um, but literally the biggest movie star on the planet. Like, everybody... But not because of... I'm not talking about that. No, I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about... I'm talking about body of work. I'm talking about everything. Like, the whole yeah, thing. movie star takes away from me. Like Marlon Brando or something The like quality that. of what he does... It just it's riveting almost every time. Everything from uh, thank you, no, and people what was it called, burn after say. reading. Yeah, people just turn up their nose like oh Brad Pitt, and it, it, and what, almost everybody they just see him as a pretty, pretty yeah. Bio. Either somebody goes oh I love Brad Pitt he's so cute, or the other people go oh God Brad Pitt, 
Or Leonardo DiCaprio, they call him, because they just... I don't even know why. Because they're idiots and they know nothing about cinema. They don't... Yeah, they don't watch the whole... The whole... Of beginning to end someone's career. And uh, Tree of Life, not because of Brad Pitt. I'm not saying that, but it was just one of those things. But... And I've got a third no, one, which is... Tree of Life, probably because of Terrence Malik, who I'm... I think a lot of it is to do with him. Oh, of course. Absolutely. And, I, and you know, that name's not going to... The average moviegoer are never going to have heard that name, are they? No. Near Even you. when you say Thin Red Line, people just glaze over like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, um, but I say Tree of Life. Give it a chance, and but think about it. It's not uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. It is not. I was trying to think of something as opposite as I could in terms of big in scope, and yet just not... I will definitely say fun. Tree it's of Life a- is... One of my favourite movies of this year, easily. Um, but, I can't think of anybody, personally, who I would recommend it to and they would go, that was an awesome recommendation. The same as you. I think they would all say to me, what was that pile of shit? I turned it off after <laughs> ten minutes. I, I really think, do, a lot of people would. <clears throat> I do, I do think that people would say that. Because Does that make us kind of snobby because we think we're better because we get it? I don't think I'm better. I just think... <laughs> I don't think I'm better. And I, I don't, think we I don't actually claim to get it. Fully. Oh, I don't either. <laughs> um, but it's just different. I like, David crave, Lynch, I like David Lynch movies for a reason. Yeah, to crave that kind of um, entertainment coming at you um, and feeling like you can... you. I, don't, I may not get the whole of it. But appreciating it in I appreciate a good way, somebody doing something other, different. Some other person saying what a pile of shit, and you just yeah. go, you poo poo on them. Like, what are you talking about, idiot? But um, <laughs> on, on the other side of the fence, I enjoy a Pirates of the Caribbean movie that's Absolutely. really made for the lowest common denominator. And then I have my next recommendation, which is Gangs of New York. And you kind of skirt the line because it's a spectacle, it's pretty, it's, you know, fantasy based, reality, gritty period piece with big actors but it's really good I mean it's like one of those you know impactful Ma- for its Scarsese, time Martin yeah, another yeah. visionary type of guy who does different doesn't just follow the and rules. then I could branch out from there and say there will be blood because <laughs> you know you just keep going but those I think are some that hit the mark alright so games and A Scully stuff for this week I have been playing Batman Arkham City probably one of the biggest games of this year I would imagine you saw some of Batman Arkham City did you like Batman Arkham City? Did, did you like the original Batman Arkham Asylum? I don't think I watched any of that one really. Maybe a little bit. Batman Arkham Asylum is literally the best superhero game I've ever played. And I don't claim to play, claim to love superhero games or, fo- or play all of them. Quality. Is it a good superhero game or is it just a good it's game? It's just a good game. I guess, it did, I guess if it was something else, like... It just would. some other made-up character... It would have been a good game anyway. It's just the mechanics and everything were good. It just happens that Batman's got some cachet, hasn't he? I mean, you put Batman in something, he's... And his story rings through you because you know it. And... So what they did this time, it's two years later. I mean, yeah, it's been two years since Batman Arkham Asylum. Batman Arkham City. So what they... This is what I really like, what they did to it. They decided, well, that Batman Arkham Asylum was a huge hit. Everybody liked everything about it. It was a 10 out of 10 across the board, you know. What do we do to make another one? Can't just make the same game. Well, we can make it bigger, an open city instead of just one... Because the first one took place in the asylum. This one takes place in the whole of the city. Um, 
So we could make it in the whole of a city. So it's like a GTA style, go around, get missions, do stuff. But retain everything that was good about the first one. The voice acting, which is done by some Mark Hamill as the Joker. All the people who do the animated series. Unfortunately, Mark Hamill this week came out and said that was his last performance as the Joker. He's not even doing the show anymore. Why? He's done. He's just done with it. Right. Wants to move on or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't want to be... Understandable. I am... I was Luke Skywalker, and then I was the Joker. <laughs> and that's it. That's my whole career. <laughs> yeah. um, but there's nothing wrong with that. But he's I mean, fantastic. If Johnny Depp was only ever going to be known as Jack Sparrow forever, I'm not sure that that would bother him. You know? Seems to bother Mark Hamill, though, right? That's why he... I think that's why he hasn't been... I'm not going to be rude, but more than, more than Skywalker, you know what I mean? So, um, what they did here made it bigger... But kept everything about the first one. The mission structure, the fighting mechanics, the stealth mechanics. The whole thing's the same. So if you like Batman Arkham Asylum, this you will love this. The only thing it suffers from, and I really hate this, is Catwoman is part of the game. But only if you use the code in the box. Meaning, you have to have an internet connection to do that. Okay, so what happens if you don't have an internet connection? Let's say you don't have your Xbox hooked up to the internet at all. You cannot enter that code. Catwoman doesn't even figure into your game. But you've paid for it. But you've paid for it and she sat in the box as a code. It's ridiculous. That sucks. It's taking away part of the game. Because there are people who live in places where they still can only use dial-up. And dial-up's not cutting the shit with the Xbox or anything like that I know there's plenty of people who... Might also have, keep their kids off of the Might internet, have internet yeah. in the house, but the Xbox isn't ever hooked up to it because they just don't, don't want, want the kids, kids on yeah. it. And they don't want to sign up for Xbox Live. They don't want to do all that stuff. They just want to play the games they paid for. So when I pay $60 and then they say... And actually, this is the other annoying part. On the cover, Catwoman is featured on the cover, right? She's not even in the game unless you enter this code, but she's on the cover. So when I look at the cover and I see Batman and Catwoman, I think that's what I'm getting, right? But if I haven't got... What Weasley asshole thought of that? Seriously, I want to know the guy's name. I want to know... And yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a dude. Some 20-something little fucker who's in an office going, how can we squeeze... How can we get the connect? How can we get them to connect to their Xbox Live and make sure that then we can, like, weasel them into the store and all that Well, and it's this Project $10 that they talk about. I buy the game. I use the code. And then I go to sell the game, and the game's worth less because the code's already used. It's that bullshit. Are they really that paranoid about reselling? Apparently so. They would ra- Well, obviously they would rather everybody buy a fresh new copy all the time, right? So penalize your good customers because they might want to sell their game to Correct. someone else. And it really sucks, too, because there have been times where I bought a game, played it all the way through, and then put it on eBay and recoup my money, right? Or because it's not. of it. Yeah, yeah. well, recoup most of it, to be honest. If, if I buy a game, and it's not the kind of game that I'm going to play every day, and when I finish the story, I put it on eBay within a week or two, you can almost get your entire money back. Maybe $5 short of what you paid for it. Well, now as... And what, let me just ask you this, what do you do with that money? You go buy go another, buy another game. game, right? Exactly. So they're I mean, not suffering. No, no I mean, not. they think they are, but you're still, you are in a cycle of buying But as this works now, is I buy, I buy Batman, I put the code in, I play my Catwoman, I'm finished with the game, and I go, okay, I'll, I'll get rid of this game, and I'll get my money back to buy another game. I put it on eBay, and I can't sell it for $40. I mean, 
it, this not code, that that's their your their responsibility. No, but this but. code like takes value away from the game. And now, if you do buy it second, it takes playability away yeah, from does. the game. It not takes a whole. Remove this one value. actually takes a whole storyline. Absolutely. Away from the game. So if I um, if I buy this game, put the code in, and then play it with Catwoman, and then I'm done, and then I sell it, and the guy buys it from me, and there's no code in the box. Well. When the guy puts it in and he's on Xbox Live, it immediately pops up and says, pay us $10, you can play Catwoman. Right. So it's a way, another way of them getting money from the used market, because the used market put it in, and then it goes, listen, without the code, which we can sell you now on Xbox Live for $10. It's a and how long has the used game and music market gone on? For, since the beginning, Forever, right? For yeah. since the 70s, people have you've been able to go to a shop, a record shop, or a used game store anywhere mom and pop shops and buy and sell and trade and because you somebody somewhere has bought the original game and this and this is an incredible game yeah yeah but all I've read about this week (laughs) is is this horrible DLC debacle as they call it that's all I've read about it's shadowed the game it's tainted the game I think because there's a lot of people going well that sounds ridiculous I'm not doing that or well, I was going to wait and pick that up used, but if I get it used, I have to... No, I mean, that's what they want, right? They want yeah. you to think, oh, I'm not buying that used because I don't get the whole thing. But it sucks. It's really... Also, there was a load of... Um... There's a load of downloadable... There's a load of downloadable um, Batman skins that you can play with. There's about ten of them, to be exact. And they're all available from different sources. One's if you buy a sandwich Ugh. at Subway. One's if you go to bloody Papa John's and buy a certain pizza. What's that called? Cross cross pollination. Yeah. It's cross that same promotion. asshole guy who's sat in <laughs> marketing. Going, who is that guy? Going, this Batman game's so strong, people will want to play it so bad because it's a good game, which is not, which is true. The the fans of it. The fans of Batman as well. Let's take advantage of them too. The DC Comics fans. The Batman fans who are going to be buying it. Well, they they would want every skin. They would want to see Batman in the 1960s version. They would want to see the new version. So we can get them to buy a pizza from Pizza Hut. Some toothpaste from Colgate. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's what they sit there saying. You know what? Let's think of this. If every corporation fires every one of those weasley little pricks... Think of the money they're going to save, and they're they're not going to have to reach out to their customers, who are the good faith customers, who are fans of all the stuff they make. Just fire those jerk offs. You're going to save a lot of money because I, I mean, bet they make a lot of money. I mean, how much does it? I mean, how much must it cost them to like do all these codes and yeah. give them to all these different companies and then say Just buy a big Mac game, and his code, and- sell the game, and if you don't like the fact that you've spent too much to make the game. That's like me bitching and moaning because my house cost me too much. Well, you know what? That was my choice. It's not my neighbor's problem. It's not your problem to pay my mortgage. I spent too much on my house, right? If they spend $100 million to make a game, suck it up. And This is the funniest one of all. The very last cross-promotional thing I'll mention this week. <laughs> but there's one for Modern Warfare 3 that's coming up, um, which is Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty. And it's... In association with PepsiCo. And you love this game, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I've already bought this game and I don't (laughs) own it yet. I mean, I've paid for it a long time ago. Um, So there's this PepsiCo promotion where you buy a bottle of 7-Up and you take the cap off and you enter the code into Xbox Live and you level up twice as fast as everybody else for 15 minutes every time you do that. 
Right. Right? I hate that. First off, funny, the funny thing. You're telling kids to swig down two, two litre gallons, of, two litre bottles of soda. Or and, waste the money buying And sit it. on your ass and play Call of Duty at the same time. So it's the it's worst... It's not 7-Up, it's Mountain Dew, isn't it? Mountain Dew. Yeah. It's the same... It's just, you're basically promoting, like, the worst possible health scenario going. And secondly, you know that kids are going to want to level up in Call of Duty, because that's the reason I kids... I guess you don't have to drink the soda, but you're buying it. You're still going to pay for it, so you're Mom probably going to drink it. it. Somebody's you... going to drink it in that household. Um, and you know kids are going to want to level up quicker than everybody else, so kids will badger mum and dad to buy lots of 7-Up. I have a friend with a 10-year-old son, and I bet he's just going to say... He's not going to mention it. He's going to say, hey, Mom, can, you, can I get a Mountain Dew? Can I get a Mountain Dew? Uh, can I get a Mountain Dew? And uh, she'll just be like, oh, okay, because they drink soda all the time, and she won't even realize that he's gone through three 20-ounce bottles yeah. or whatever. Or, 20, you know. or just pulling all the lids off them before it's time. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It, the amount of this stuff I've seen over the last few weeks... There's another one at the moment. Buy a 32-ounce drink at Subway... <laughs> Nobody on the planet needs a 32-ounce drink. Not even a person dying of thirst somewhere. Needs a soda. Needs a (laughs) 32-ounce soda. (laughs) Buy a 32-ounce soda at Subway. Get um, Uncharted 3, the multiplayer, a code to play it a month before everybody else. If you buy the game. If you... No, not even if you buy it. You buy the 32-ounce cup. On the bottom is a code. You stick it in the PlayStation Network. It lets you download the multiplayer... Again, you don't have to drink the soda, I suppose, if it's worth two bucks to you. I don't know how much a 32-ounce cup costs, probably five, six. No, I think it's like two thirty or something. But it's another ridiculous... Yeah, it is. Yeah, why a 32-ounce cup? Why not just a cup of anything, a cup of water, a cup of something from from Subway? Or why not? Why not and nothing? Just... I mean, if you want to do that kind of thing, it's just... It's At least just make it something... Like. Yeah, yeah, make it something um, reasonable. Well, obviously, Mr. Marketing Guy sat there going... So what do we put this on? Well, we put it on the dearest drink, don't we? The one that costs the most. The biggest one. That's where we put it. We don't want them buying the shitty little drink. We want them buy the big one. And as many of the big one as they possibly can. One for all the friends, you know? It's ridiculous. It is. And... I think we've established... How the world That while we consume what these big companies hand to us, no doubt, I will throw my hands up right away. I've got computers everywhere. I've... Uh... I love movies... Uh, beyond that, I'm not much of a consumer, am I? Really, of mass entertainment stuff, movies. Oh, I mean, you TV buy Netflix? Yeah, I pay for Netflix. Eight bucks a month, nine bucks a month, no yeah. big deal. But I mean, I don't consume other. I mean, I that's buy, no big deal to you. I don't collect anything. I mean, much. to me though, I'm saying yeah. me personally. But movies, yes. So I do consume some of what mass. Obviously, I eat food that's mass produced and all that stuff. But. It just seems so... Like hammering us down. I mean, that's our point is, you know, so... The point is, what we just said there, we range from (laughs) Blu-rays to DVDs to games to food. Um, Cross-promotion was all over that whole thing. Um, It's just all... Fire all the weasels and you'll save a lot of money. (laughs) Put, put all those schemes to rest and make a good thing that we will enjoy and charge us some money and get on with it. Trouble life. is, this is all almost like the beginning of these schemes yeah, because absolutely. of all these downloadable things and blah, blah, blah. It's just going to get worse. Sooner or later, you're going to be, I don't know. You'll be watching a movie and every 10 minutes will be like, 
pay another two dollars to finish your movie. Or <laughs> and like, go to Subway and buy a thirty-two ounce drink, then come back and your movie will continue. Yeah, really. <laughs> we'll <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that. Oh goodness, forbid! Someone's going to hear that and go, "Hey, yeah." If they're in the theater, we stop the movie in the middle, and you have to, everyone has to go to the lobby to buy some popcorn, and then you, as you walk back through the door, you have to get a hand stamp to watch. Oh the no! Rest it just of the electronically movie. does it through your iPhone or something. It knows you come back. <laughs> That's what it'll be. It knows you've bought something and now you are allowed yeah. to watch the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Anyway. Um, Somebody should put that in a movie. So Batman Arkham City, I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying those practices need to stop. Those practices exist with that game. I'm not saying don't buy it because it's a good game. It is a really good game. Um, just sucks that they have to do so all that. So you're saying if it's on, if you're online, you get Catwoman. It's not extra charge. It just means you have to put the code in. Just put in. the code in and get it. Okay. If you don't put the code in... But the then skins are all extra. Yeah. Because you have to buy other products to be able to do all it. All kinds of shit. Are you not motivated for me to get you a... Because we eat Subway. I'm... No. Nope. I, I don't want any of the skins. Don't want them. <laughs> I just don't want them. I, I, don't I just don't ever buy soda anymore. I just don't want them. Um, so, um, the other game I've been playing this week, and this is an interesting one. It's called Sequence, and it's on Steam. Um, I go to a forum called NeoGaf. Um, it's a famous internet forum. Get all gamers go there. It's kind of a cruel kind of forum. Um, it's got a reputation of, like, you can post there and get your ass ripped out of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody will for rip, anything. Somebody will rip you a new one for whatever you say. It's that kind of place. So, I was like, I went in there and there was this one thread that said, a free copy of sequence to anybody who posts in this thread. And I was like, that sounds like a trap. Of some kind, because nobody gives anything away for free. But what I find is, in this thread, is the developer of this game sequence, the guy who actually made it, um, saying, what I'm going to do is, every, each and every person who's a member of NeilGaf, posts in this thread, I'll give them a free copy of Steam um, sequence on Steam. They'll give you a key. And go and redeem it, and have fun. Play, tell your friends that you like it. Whatever. Tell your friends you don't like it. I don't care, I'm just going to give you all a free one. So, did people come back to that thread and say how much the game sucked? Um, I'm not saying it did. I'm saying I that's found, how that's the tone of that. I found form. on that thread everybody loves this game, right? Very nice. So that he had to. I think he said he gave away 2,500 keys on there, which is quite a lot because the game cost five dollars. Yeah, he could have made. Yeah. yeah. So, but as I've seen this week, um, if you go on Steam and it has the top selling games, it's been in the consistently in the top three this game. So he's, he's selling a lot of copies of this game. Or do those 2,500 count? Um, well, the the games just ahead of it were big blockbuster games. I'm I talking get. like Batman and stuff. So he was right up there. So he must have been selling a lot, just from word well, of mouth. for five bucks. You can't yeah. go wrong. And, and what, it's a good... What the game is, it's an RPG mixed with a rhythm game. Well, that sounds really dumb. It's It's got, like, super awesome story. It's, like, voice-acted. It's like old school, like a, a picture of me and a picture of who I'm talking to, and then they talk to each other. And then you do this rhythm game. When you're fighting a monster, you actually do a rhythm game to fight the monster. And if you're good at it and you do it along to the music, like Guitar Hero, then you win the monster. And then you move on, you craft items. It's an interesting... I've never seen anything like it before. I played it for about three hours this week, so it's been really fun. Um, can't get it free anymore. What was it called? Sequence. Sequence. But you can go on Steam and buy it, and literally it's five bucks. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, you could buy 32 on soda instead, couldn't you? But get a stupid code. Or you could have this game. And support an indie developer who literally is just a guy making it with his... His wife did the voice acting with him. 
You know? See? Those are the people that, if you hope it's never does get linked back to some big corporation exploiting you, um, exploiting them, but that they'll they'll make enough money to reimburse them for their time and, and make another game energy. possibly exactly because that's what they're without screwing everybody like you know yeah because five dollars is not a lot of money to pay for a game I mean in the world of games costing sixty dollars five dollars is very good price for a game I will always pay five dollars for a game if it's a good game in fact I'll pay five dollars for a game if I don't even know what the game is. It's just okay. it's just like that price where you kind of like, well, that looks kind of fun. I'll try it. And if it's shitty, it was $5. It wasn't $65 right. or $100. <laughs> you know, Modern Warfare 3 is $100 this year. Oh, God. Now, to me, that is worth it. Because, I've told you before, I play, yeah. it all, play it all year and it comes with all the downloadable content for 2012, which I would have paid for anyway. So to me, it's worth it in that respect. It's like I guess I get- when you when you single out something like that, because to you, the the player of that game, the lover of that game, who plays it every day, borderline obsessive with your friend about playing it every single day, and you say it's worth it, and I'm looking at it as a person who's going, uh, no, it isn't. It's a hundred dollars, but to you, it is. Now, what they're saying by making those schemes is that we're going to throw it all out there, and hopefully. We'll pick it, get enough of you guys to do the DVD with all the extras and buy the Blu-ray and the guy who wants to go to Subway and to Pizza Hut and to this. There's going to be those people. Oh, but and when you people. look at it from a distance, it just seems, you know, it's hard to swallow. We're back on this subject again. Let's get off this subject. Yeah, but that was a good example of you being on the end of that and you saying, that's fine with me. You know why it's fine with me? I... I... You can still buy a $60 version of Modern Warfare. doesn't come with the coupon to get all the downloadable content. But I'm going to buy the downloadable content anyway. And each piece costs $15, right? And there's going to be four pieces in 2012. Now, this game costs $100 and comes with all four pieces, a code for all four pieces. Well, it's cheaper for me. 20 bucks. Yeah, it's still 20 bucks cheaper. Plus, Amazon has a $20 credit, so it's 40 bucks cheaper, actually, for me. Right, right. Um, so to me, it's a done deal. Like, yeah. I, that's the otherwise I paid forty dollars more. It's waste. So you're only paying eighty dollars. Actually, yeah, because right. you get a twenty dollar coupon off it. So yeah, to me that is worth it because it is literally a so game. So that's right? what they're going for. Yeah, that is what they're going. There's for. There's going to be a handful of people who are going to go for it, and and that's what World of Warcraft go for with their annual subscriptions and stuff because they know that if I'm the person who that's my entertainment, I sit down every night, I play World of Warcraft a year subscription of it is valuable to me because yeah. if it's a bit cheaper than what I would have to pay normally. They understand that, don't they? If there's a, a, a rebate of some kind, that's fine, but if it's just bullshit where they're just trying to suck money out of you. Because I do, you know, you do have to pay for a game, right? I mean, you can't yes, give it to you. absolutely. Yeah, you have to pay for it. And if you... I see, when Modern Warfare 3 comes in this house on the <laughs> 8th of November... It literally goes in that Xbox, the disc. And that disc never leaves that Xbox it's until next... Right, it's always November. right at my birthday, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mine's the 7th of November. And literally, the November after is when I'll pull it out to put the new one in. That's, it stays in there the entire year. Like You yeah. can't install it? You can install it, but the disc still has to sit in there. Right. But, I mean, it, it stays in there for a whole year. To me, that's val- that's worth it, because it... Yeah, yeah. Every day. So, Sequence. It's on Steam. It's $5. The other game I'm playing is on Steam. 
This one cost twenty dollars though, not five dollars. And it's Payday the Heist. And you know I've said in the past, heist movies. I love them. While we're on this, Tower Heist is coming. It's up. like a comedy. Isn't it? <laughs> well, what well, is it? I think it looks kind of interesting. Is it? Yeah. I'll watch it if it's a heist movie. But um, so Payday, yeah, Payday the Heist um, is a heist game, which is very much like Left for Dead. Um, which is a Valve game about zombies, but it's like that game, but it's a heist. You go into a bank, it's co-op, three other people, you're a team, you wear masks, you go in the bank, and you plan the robbery kind of a little bit, and then you do the robbery. You have different banks to play There's six different heists. Um, Well, that doesn't sound like a lot of content. Each one takes 45 minutes to an hour to do, so six-hour game, I guess. But it's online, and... Objectives change. If like you might play it, and it might be different to when I play it, because they might. The one I had to do, and it was an interesting way of robbing a bank, is you all go into the bank, wander around just as normal customers, and then one of you, you've got earpieces. One of you says, "If anybody sees the bank manager, that's when we'll start the heist." So when you you don't know who the bank manager is, so you got to kind of look for clues. Like maybe it's the guy on the phone in the office. Oh or, yeah. So when you do find the bank manager, you can either shoot him, kill him, or you can um, tie him up, stick him down on the floor. But once you do that, then the shit is the fan. The whole place, this guards, there's all kinds of stuff. But how you have to rob the bank in this case is you have to go upstairs, find the room that is directly above the vault, and then use thermite, which you've brought in with you, to burn through the ceiling. Um, and that takes a while. It takes like 10 minutes, actually. You set it to do it. It starts burning. And then, literally, you've got waves of guards coming at you and police and all kinds. Once it's burned, you drop down into the vault, load up your bags with all the money, so you, then you're slower because you've all got bags of money. And then you've just got to leave out the front door with everybody coming at you. Guys with tasers, policemen who fire those tasers at you, so you kind of... Uh... So it's awesome. It's just like... Um, I love bank robberies. Not that I do bank robberies myself. <laughs> I just love movies about bank robberies. And heists. I just like the setup of a bank robbery. I like how it, how a good bank robbery movie it doesn't go smooth, obviously. It can't, right? It can't go smooth. It has to be... Killing Zoe is one of my favourite ones. Mm-hmm. It has to go really wrong. Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah. Heat. Heat's overrated, in my opinion. Like Everybody's like, that's the ultimate heist movie. Well, the heist is like literally a ten-minute segment yeah, of the, the entire the movie. city. So it's called which one? The city is that what it's called? Uh, Affleck. Oh, the town. The town. That might be the that's best heist really movie. Really good, and that's actually super high quality. I actually think Killing Zoe is my favorite because it's kind of quirky and along yeah. with it. But yeah, yeah, the and town is and it's awesome. really effed up. Killing Zoe. I mean, it goes yeah. horribly wrong, like horribly wrong. Um, the town. It's good. It's a good setup. So, uh, yeah, Payday the Heist is available on PS3 and PC. I'm really enjoying it. And that's it for this week. But next week, Battlefield 3 comes out. That'll be this Tuesday coming up. Um, and I'll talk about that next week. So, what have you got? What's for dinner? I'm going to go on the lazy side today. We're going to have some veggie burgers, french fries, and some fried green beans. Or, I don't know how to, how to describe how I cook the... Green beans in a skillet with some soy sauce and some curry powder. I kind of mix it up with the internationalism there. Internationalism? 
Nice. That's it, really. And then my other thing, I think we... I was say, I'm really hungry now, so that'd be good. Yeah, I think we've covered uh, a lot of this, but my meaning of life for the week is, like, don't be an asshole. If you're saying to yourself or to me, but I'm not an asshole, well, just look in the mirror and dig really deep. Because all of us have a little bit in us and try to figure it out and get rid of it. Because it's just, it's just it. Don't be an asshole. Nice. <laughs> it's very simple. And if you actually don't see that you are, chances are <laughs> there <laughs> might be a little bit there. So, All right. So is that it for this week? That's it for me. All right. Thanks for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our website, aschoolie.com, sidsaw.com. You can catch us both on Twitter and Facebook and Xbox Live and YouTube. And you can catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace, the iTunes Music Store. Just go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast. All your podcast needs will be met there. Email email me at aschoolie.com. My email is on the blink at the moment, so I might not reply to you. Um, don't email Sid Talk, as is always on the blink. Um, and By choice. Stay classy, Captain Jack Sparrow. He's not the only Captain Jack out there, though, is he? He is not. Oh, maybe. Maybe, though. I saw a movie with the Rex guy. It was on TV. Some shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Or someone's going to do it for you.